has only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat. Guys, this man is There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Yeah. Tim Tebow back in the system. Good. Oh my God. Denver's got a touchdown. Picked off by the Bronco. Ah-ha. Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh my god, oh my god. Hello everybody and welcome to a special postseason demonetized edition of Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place with my co-host as always, Mike DeSico. Mike, how you doing? Are we still allowed to say let's ride or does Vox Media own that? I, I don't know what they own. Yeah, well, they don't own, <laughs> they don't own me, damn it. I, you know? You, know, you sold out years ago. This voice is free to ride wherever it goes. So, yeah. You know, one thing is certain, Mike and I will be here for you regardless. So, I will be here for you. We may not necessarily be there for you, but we'll be yeah. here. Hello, welcome back. It's freaking Sean Payton season in Denver. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? I am excited to have a competent adult. Uh, helming the Broncos. I'm not excited about the draft capital it took to get him. I believe it was a first round pick this year, the Bradley Chubb pick, which is super late first round, 29th overall. Yeah. Um, And then uh, we give up a second round pick next year. And I believe we get back a third. So yes. So the Saints had wanted two first round picks. They didn't end up getting that. So I guess that's a win. Uh, Yeah. So my only question with Sean is, you know, he's got the best resume since Shanahan for a Broncos coach. But he's only had the one job, right? He's only been the Saints head coach and with Drew Brees. And so how much of it was that situation, that quarterback, and how much of it was that he's a good coach? Um, I think it's because he's a good coach. But Shanahan went to Washington, didn't work out for him. So how's it going to work out? He had out? a playoff run with RG3 until uh, his he, knees gave out. Yeah, but you just I'm saying you never know because what's going to happen? Um about a year ago, we were this excited about Russell Wilson. We were going to the playoffs. We were going to be a dark horse Super Bowl contender, all of that. And we're getting all hype and excited about Sean Payton. And I don't know, at least me, I'm kind of like, let's see what we think in September and October. What do you think? Are you excited? I'm excited, but I'm trying to keep more reasonable than I did last year with Russ. I think most of my excitement was filtered off by how long this process took. They got rid of uh, Nathaniel Hackett after the uh, Christmas Day massacre against the Rams. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so they've had kind of, uh, plenty of lead time, six weeks to kind of get this thing going and, and all the talk of all the different candidates and the dark horse candidates and, and people, Oh, surprise candidates. And, yeah. You know, the D'Amico Ryans and the Dan Quinn and it's Harbaugh. all that kind of just taxed. I, I was okay with Harbaugh. I would have been, okay. I learned right, which up. Harbaugh it was for nothing. I I know right Jimmy I'm a waste James. Of my time. We lost we lost out on Jimmy James and we all suffer as a result. So but, let me ask you the question: two part question. Did the Broncos get their guy, or did they want somebody else? And did you get your guy? Is this the guy you wanted? I wanted Harbaugh, but eh, I'm I okay wanted Harbaugh with too. I would rather have had Harbaugh and the draft picks than Peyton. Yeah, but I'm not unhappy with Peyton. But did the Broncos get their guy? Because the reports are. Rappaport said yes, and Schefter said no, that the Broncos chased D'Amico Ryans up till the last minute before hiring Sean. So did the Broncos get who they wanted, or is this another thing like where we signed Case Keenum and they're trying to convince us that that's who we wanted all along, even though it clearly wasn't? I think 
they got the guy that they should have gotten. I I, I, I was not ready for another uh, first-time head coach to come in and, you know, just completely crap the bed like all the other first-time head coaches we've had. I mean, between Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, Nathaniel Hackett, it, it's time for an adult. It's someone who has been here and done this before. And, yeah, he doesn't have Drew Brees this time, but so what? He has Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, think, I think he's going to do okay. I, I think he'll do well, too. But you brought up the, you know, we have an adult and first-time coaches, which is Vic Fangio is both of those things. And it seems like the signing of Peyton means we may lose Ebro, who is probably the best up-and-coming coach on our staff. I mean, hands down. Are you okay with this hire if it means we lose Ebro? And that means Fangio's coming back in the building, possibly. Fangio would be okay as a defensive coordinator, sure. I mean, there's been coordinators that have come back, uh, or there's been head coaches that have come back as coordinators before and had great success. Uh, I don't really buy into the the whole uh, Evero is so Nathaniel Hackett loyal that he's going to uh, not continue to work this year. I mean, he's under contract. Ever, like, yeah, it, if it, I was Evero, I'd be like, yeah, I want to learn under Sean Payton. And Hack, yeah, Hackett. Me, right? Well, and 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 he doesn't need to learn. He can just keep doing what he's been doing. And you know, I I, I don't think that Sean Payton's going to be such a overbearing presence that he's not going to be able to maintain the number one defense in the NFL. He's, oh, for sure. But I'm just saying he could learn how uh, Sean Payton is a head coach, like how he organizes, how he leads. It's like he seems like the sort of person if you want to be a head coach. And all reports are that Evero does. And he should because he'd probably be great at it. Learning from somebody like Sean Payton, I figured it would be good for him to, to see how he operates on a day-to-day basis, how he manages the team, how he does all the, the game day stuff. So. Counterpoint, I would say Evero is going to be good for Sean Payton because as you recall those Saints teams, the strategy to win games was let's put up 48 points every week uh, and we'll just outscore everybody and not play very much defense. It's true. And so... I, th- I think Evero might stick around, and, and it's not does. like it's not like Hackett is offering him any sort of job with the Jets. I mean, he Hackett is now the what, offensive coordinator for the there's, Jets. There's, what's he going to do? Take the year off out of loyalty for for Hackett? I, I don't think so. I, he's under contract. Yeah, he is. But Sean Payne doesn't want somebody who's like I'm coaching for for me and not for the team, so to speak. You know, it's like is Evero if he doesn't want to be there, then why would Sean Payne want him there? I just hope Evero wants to be there. But you've been hearing all these things on Twitter. You've seen the same things I have. And I, my first choice is to keep Evero around. But if we can't, bringing uh, Fangio back to be a defense coordinator, I'm cool. Yeah, of the two options, I'm okay with either, really. I, yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with either. And you, you clearly in, have the personnel on defense to make it work. So I, I'm not worried about the defense. I'm worried about the offense. You put any weight into the fact that people, was it Harris and Wolf and some of those other guys, just and evidently Simmons, did not like Fangio. Do you put any stock into that? And it's not like Fangio, like somebody said on Twitter, is going to be in charge of like no music during practice. He's just going to just be the defensive coordinator. Do you have any issues like locker room issues there? I don't know. I don't think we can fully understand what the locker room issues were with that scenario. And, mm-hmm. and you're going to have people that like and don't like the coach, no matter no matter who it is. And, and you can't. I don't think you can worry about that. You just got yeah. Run you show up and play. Yeah, exactly. They're these are professionals. I, I, there are bosses that I've had that I didn't like, and I still showed up and did a terrible job. Mm-hmm. Which is what you did for the bosses you liked too. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because you're and, consistent, like a it, pro. You know, and then there are bosses I do like, and then they demonetize us, and that that you know. But I don't care about that. Yeah, we're not we're not bitter about that. At I'm all. not bitter at all. But no, no, no. It's fine. Um. So at least now we have we can don't have to pretend that we know who the fourth best offensive tackle in the draft is. 
because we don't have a first round pick. Right. So right. that's cool. Now we can pretend like the eighth or ninth. Yeah. Hey, yeah. so let me ask you, uh, ask you another question here. Who's under more pressure this year, Sean Payton or Russell Wilson? I don't know. Russell Wilson just has to improve a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the bar is so low for him to, to have improved. Um, and Sean Payton, he's not going anywhere. I mean, you could lose all the games and he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I would say Russ is in a bad spot because Sean Payton's definitely going to – he's not going to be a Nathaniel Hackett one and done or three quarters and done. It's, it's a so, unique situation where both the coach and the quarterback kind of get a fresh start. It, yeah. I, you've never really encountered this, but it, it's it, that's that's what it is because you're stuck with Russell Wilson's contract for at least another year or two. Yeah. And, uh, and Sean Payton's not going anywhere for at least – Two, three years, four years. I would even say four years because yeah. you, you you have leveraged the draft capital. So now you are invested. Sean, this is the guy. You're buying Sean. Nathaniel Hackett was kind of, so to speak, on a prove-it deal. But Peyton, you're long-term. You're committed there for, like you say, three or four years. Um, but speaking of Peyton, let's talk about Peyton. The other Peyton, not that Peyton. Peyton Manning? Peyton. No, the other Peyton. George Peyton. Walter Peyton? Who's in more uh, pressure then, George or Russ? Because... Uh, if one or both of those weren't with the team a year from now, would either of us be surprised? Oh, uh, he, it's totally a Brian Zander situation. Like like we had talked about weeks ago, it, 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 uh, Sean Payton isn't coming to play second banana to uh, uh, George Payton. It's it's not happening. And so yeah. uh, you're going to have a year of this is where the bodies are buried. This is where the paper clips are and the highlighters and whatnot. And, and then it's going to be... Um, Thanks, thanks for everything, George. And and George will probably want it that way. And so I would imagine, like this, this is not the job George took two years ago. No, where I'm going to have control of this franchise. I'm going to implement my vision. And all of a sudden, he's not. Yeah, I mean, he could. He he had every opportunity to make his vision a reality. And to yeah, we some saw extent, his vision. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And. Apparently, new ownership is not okay with that. So, and I'm okay with that. So, <laughs> this is the first big ownership moment. They didn't necessarily cover themselves in glory in the process, but the result seems to be what a lot of Broncos country wanted. We, so how, well, yeah, it's just, just, it, I wish it was a little faster, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos in the past, you know, with Vance Joseph, et cetera, have zeroed in on that one candidate too early and they didn't interview other people um, or take other candidates as seriously. Were you pleased with the way the coaching search went this time? Or is it just kind of like you fumbled around the darkness and, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut sort of a thing? Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm i so dispirited by the whole process. Like, it, usually, usually I'm excited when we hire a coach and it just took yeah. so long this time. And it's it's not it's not the like, I'm not excited. I'm just more relieved. Like, okay, well, now That's we know over. what we're doing. Yeah. Well, plus the Broncos have, uh, they've sapped energy enthusiasm and optimism over these last few years especially this last year so yeah I, I i'm the same way i'm not as excited about this as i would have been even last year so i'm trying to find <laughs> your enthusiasm i'm trying to no i have those uh um trivia questions for you that i was going to do oh. i was trying to see if i could find them last year last week remember we can do this trivia questions right and then and then we didn't because i yeah i was all depressed i can find them for you real quick there we go. Do you want to take? Do you want to do Broncos draft challenge? Oof, I don't know. I will do one, and then we'll see how it goes. Okay. Well, I'm not going to give you the first one because the first one is just kind of a random educational one. Okay. Okay. The answer is Lyle Elzado. Final answer. In two, okay, everyone here. In 2005, the Broncos used their top three picks on defensive backs. Who were they? Oh, Carl Pema. Impressive one. first yeah. one. 
That's one of them. Yeah, I do. I do. I remember these guys. It's Carl Pema. They were all they. Uh, Dominic Foxworth. There's two. Yeah, and uh, and the uh, the guy. The is it the the guy who got in a lot of trouble? Uh, He's not getting in a lot of trouble. It wasn't uh, Karome Cox. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I I don't remember the third one. Darren Williams. Oh right, Darren Williams was part of that. That's yeah, he was. You want to keep going on the Broncos draft? All right, we'll keep going. Car- pulling Carl Payma out of my ass made me feel pretty good about where we're headed. And so. I don't want to know why Carl Payma was in your ass, but well, that's that's another episode. That's something, something after dark. Since 2000, what has been the average first-round draft position of the Denver Broncos? Not counting the years they didn't have a first-round pick. This is the picks we actually had in the first round, not the pick we earned originally. So basically, since the turn of the century, what's been our average first-round draft position? I'm going to say, because we've had some pretty high ones, but we always used to be kind of like late teens. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say 12 to 15. Our average draft position since 2000 is 16.8. God, dog, I was one off, but I didn't go over. So according to Price's Right rules, I still uh, win the car. But you also gave me a range and I feel like it's kind of disqualifying. You You didn't say anything about a range. I didn't. You didn't say I couldn't. All right. So another question here. We're always like, why don't the Broncos draft a quarterback? You know, we haven't had a solution. Why don't we draft and develop one? Since 2000, how many quarterbacks have the Broncos drafted in the last 22 drafts? 22 drafts. How many quarterbacks have we drafted? 16. 11. 11. Okay. We average one every other year. Yeah, I thought we did it every year. Nope. For a couple. We've drafted 11 quarterbacks since 2000. Some of them are camp arms. Some of them were Paxton Lynch. And how many of them are in the Hall of Fame? Uh, just the wide receiver we didn't draft. So in 2010, Jess's boy, Josh McDaniels, drafted the following players with his first five picks. In what order were they drafted? Zane Beatles, Tim Tebow, J.D. Walton, Eric Decker, Demaryius Thomas. Oh, well, it was Demaryius That's Tom a pretty good top five right there. Yeah. It's not too bad. In what order did he draft them? Demaryius Thomas was first, Tim Tebow. Demary- Tim Tebow. Uh, who were okay? So it, Zane people, Beatles, J.D. Walton, and Eric Decker. Uh, Eric Decker was second round pick. Uh, and then I feel like Walton came before Beatles. <laughs> Eric Decker was the fifth round pick. It went D.T. Tebow, Zane Beatles in the second round. J.D. Walton, Eric Decker. Oh my! Well, that you know that makes sense because uh, Zane Beatles appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He what? Before the Super Bowl, he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show, the the, the one that we lost to the Seahawks. Yeah. And why does that make sense? Well, because, you know, Ellen DeGeneres. So therefore, he was drafted in the second round. There you go. There you go. Okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah she's abusive All right. to her staff and therefore Zane Beatles. Two of the higher draft picks we had in the 2000s were Drew Locke and Ryan Clady. Who had a higher draft position, Drew Locke or Ryan Clady? Uh, I'm going to say Clady. Have you ever heard the six, the Sticks song, uh, Lady? Mm-hmm. You're my lady. Clady was drafted 12th overall. Drew Locke was drafted Late. 11th overall. No, 11th? excuse me. Not 11th. I'm sorry. This is sorry. Let's um, redo this one. It was, yeah. uh, uh, what the uh, hell? What the Jay hell? Jay Cutler. It was Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah. J- yeah. Jay Cutler had a higher draft. Jay Cutler was drafted 11th overall. Ryan, we'll have to redo that question if you want to use this segment. 
son of i remember when jay cutler was signed uh drafted yeah. uh we traded up to get him and mm -hmm. uh a friend of mine we were, we were we were watching it on delay and uh and we didn't realize that we were like one commercial break behind and uh, a buddy of ours called and was like oh my god they got jay cutler like first thing out of his mouth and we hadn't seen it yet yeah so uh, that was a that was a new problem back in those days. I mean, I I had the TiVo box. Remember that? Yeah, that was a thing. I had TiVo. So, how do you feel you did here, historical Mile High Report editor? Oh, I don't feel bad about any of that. I feel like this it's is all recent. We didn't get any questions right. We did. We did. Yeah. I got Carl Payma and Dominic Foxworth. Are you kidding? But not Darren Williams, it's who funny. was the easiest I... one of the group. Well, there you go. I make to make. I'm the just saying. Hard. You went like 0 for five. No, not 0 for 5. I was, 0 for 5. I mean, you got one of the questions wrong. I think I should get credit for that. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you half credit. And you got... Two-thirds credit for the thing. Yeah, yeah. So now we're doing math. I'm not going to do math. Do math. No. I, if you're going to do questions, you have to do math. I could just give you a fraction and say that's how many points you get. And you'll be like, oh, right, yeah. Because you don't want to sound dumb and maybe I'm right. I don't like where this is heading, Mike. Yeah, no, I don't like either. <laughs> What's the math? I'm not a math teacher. You digital photography. Yeah, yeah. All my kids and parents, I listen to this podcast, I assume. I'm sure. Especially oh, yeah. now that we've been demonetized. Oh, yeah. You know, I never actually did it for the money. No, because there was a lot of money. I mean, you you well, single-handedly busted Mr. the Vox Corporation. You're big bucks. You know, you got your diamond earrings in and drinking out of your gold <sighs> goblet there, your little chalice. I'm actually on the Here gold I am drinking, like, as we speak. water from, like, the puddle out in the quad. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not like you, man. We pay you in Sizzler gift cards. The Sizzler near me literally closed three months ago. I can't even use that shit. Sorry, that's how worthless it is. You it's can like buy. Me. This is actually. You can actually go on the website and buy Sizzler merchandise with those gift cards. Still. Really? So, yeah. So they have I, one that says "We go in Sizzler" from like White Man Can't Jump. You can no. buy Sizzler merchandise. No, I'm sure you can. I, I'm oh, that's somewhere Etsy, oh, that's... perhaps, but they won't take the cards because they're worthless. Yes. Sizzler Family Restaurants. Gift cards, order online. I don't see anything here about merch. You have to have the special promo. Oh, hey. We can do franchising, though, because maybe, you know, this podcast has been demonetized. Maybe you and I start a new podcast about how we're opening up our first Sizzler. We should open how, a Golden Corral because, you know, people can put their fingers in the, uh, the chocolate fountain. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> um the, oh, wait, the ideal Sizzler franchise candidate would be an existing multi-unit, single, or multi-concept franchisee. would have existing restaurant experience with strong business acumen. Is that us? I mean, it could be us. It could be us. I've I eaten feel, a Sizzler before. I feel we'd interview really well, and we could be able to like gloss over the gaps in our resume and win them over with charm. I think they're just looking for anyone willing to invest at this point. Yeah. Because, right? I mean, you know, they, they're going out of business. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they? I don't well, know. the one in Auburn, California did. The one in Pasadena, California did like 10 years ago. Man, rough time to be a Sizzler franchisee in California. Yeah. Yeah. They I, did not ride. I, Much like Fox Media, <laughs> they did not ride. They did not. They refused to ride. They're no longer yeah. riding. No riding. And no communication either, which is. Let's make a completely unfounded and too early prediction. No. Give me the Broncos record next year. You know you have Sean Payton. You know you have Russell Wilson. The rest is details, window dressing, whatever. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Russell Wilson. Give me his postseason grade next year. A scale of one to ten. Is he going to be a this year? He's probably a, what a two. No, I I, I was going to give you a letter grade. Well, if you if it was a letter. Grade, what scale of one to ten? 
How, I mean, he was probably a two this year out of 10, I would think. Maybe three? 2.5. Yeah. 2.5. What's he going to be next year? Six, What's going to be the shot? Seven? 6.5. 6.5. He'll be three times as good as he was this year. That's not hard. It's true. Of course, three times zero is? Donut. Donut. Exactly. Math. Right. See, this is all this is a math See, podcast. Stop it with the math. The math podcast. You're upsetting our listeners. Oh, uh, man. Sorry. The one listener. guy. One guy. <laughs> but he's a loyal guy. He's going to Sizzler today. So if you hear a Sizzler, that business, that's from us. I wanted to save this until we were re-monetized, uh, Mike. But um, our official sponsor uh, going forward is going to be that Sizzler down the street from you that closed. Oh, how nice. Yeah. We can yeah. go interview the raccoon who lives behind the store, <laughs> the squatters who are in the kitchen. I'm yeah. sure we can still find some, uh, maybe some old cuts of meat in the freezer. Maybe they didn't clean it out entirely. Oh, you know, everybody was locked out of there and uh, it just it's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a shame. You know, as goes Sizzler, so goes America. That's what John F. Kennedy said, you know. And so it's kind of sad that this is where we're at. This is it. You know, every day Sizzler goes out of business. We die. Just piece of the American bit. dream yeah. dies. Yeah. yeah. And you can get a franchise if you have money. Yeah. What is, and what is the average franchise? Well, I, you got to sign the franchise disclosure agreement. Let's Google how much. Does a Sizzler franchise cost? Um, Sizzler has a franchise fee of $35,000 for a 20-year renewable agreement, which is actually pretty good. 4% of gross sales must be paid as an ongoing royalty fee. Franchises expect to have a net worth, net worth that exceeds $3 million and at least $750,000 available in liquid assets. So that's us. That's us. Yeah. Us. Yeah. Is this what happens when when the, the money dries up? This is where we go? This is where... Oh, you think this is bad? Wait till we're in like May. And like, well, there's a draft coming up. And we have no picks. Let's talk about, I don't know, fish, the band I, or the aquatic animal, either I one. I will not talk about fish. Which either, one? Either. Really? Either or. You know, I tried to listen to fish the other day because there was, I never listened to them. They weren't bad, but they didn't speak to me. Yeah, that's fair. I'm yeah. more of a ween guy. So, you know. Who? Ween. 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 Aren't you from New Hampshire? Don't you guys have to love fish? No. Isn't that like your thing out there? No, we're the south of the north. This is uh, this is what you know. This is like an east side, west side sort of a thing in New Hampshire. Uh, I was talking to a friend. The friend said, uh, very pro Massachusetts, by the way. He said, once you cross uh, the Massachusetts New Hampshire border, you're you're passing something very similar to the Mason Dixon line of New England. And really? I was like, oh, interesting. So what's the difference? Um. I don't know. I I would rather be over here instead of in Boston. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing out here, you know, NorCal and SoCal. One state, but two different worlds. Stockton is the dividing line. Stockton is the Greeley of California. <laughs> it's a sad place that you don't want to, like... You, uh... I grew up there. I can say this. I grew up in Greeley. I loved growing up there. I can say this. No, but yeah. nobody else can. You can't, well, Jess. I, well, I've smelled it from Denver. Yeah, yeah. But Stockton, awful, awful of town. They probably have several uh, Sizzler franchises. That's how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> All the gas stations, Sizzler franchises. Doctor, yes. Doctor's office, Sizzler. Orthodontist, uh, no, Sizzler. No. They do have a Sizzler in Stockton. Of course. It's on East Hammer Lane. So when it's time to go Sizzler, baby, it's hammer time. Hammer, don't hurt him. Oh, please, hammer. Please, hammer. Don't do it. All right. Well, that's that's it for something something Broncos monetized diversion. And we're uh, as embarrassed as you are. Uh, yes. Uh, so Sean Payton, you're happy. Yeah. But you're not jumping up and down. No. But you're happy. I'm satisfied for now. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm happy 
that we're not having the quality control coach for the Titans being introduced as a head coach and having to listen to that spin. This is the guy we wanted all along. He was our number one from the beginning. We don't have to be lied to right now during the press conference, which is what, today or tomorrow? So I'm happy for that. I wouldn't mind being lied to a little bit. I, I, I hope they You're lie to me. You're a handsome man, Jess. Yeah, well, you, People respect you. Damn People it. People respect you, Jess. It's not on this podcast. Oh, sorry, sorry. My mistake. All right. So uh, you can listen to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever that is, uh, at least for the next month, and then we'll figure out what we're doing. Um, but you, this, uh, regardless, this is not the last you'll see of no. Jess on the Something Something Broncos podcast podcast. Uh, uh, or whatever we'll call it going forward, but uh, I will. I will. You'll. You will find us. Keep your eye on social media at Mike DeSico, uh common spelling, and at Jezru for uh, breaking news about what is going to happen to your Mile High Report podcasts or whatever and, they are after this. Yeah. As soon as we know, you'll know. Yeah, it'll be awesome. All right, Jess, you're amazing at this. Have I ever told you that? Well, thank you. You're you're an amazing co-host, Mike, and I'm I'm oh, really buddy, proud to be be here with you. Um, and your and your trivia questions. Yeah, even though I screwed one up, and I apologize to Jay Cutler, loyal listener, fan of the pod, and I apologize to Jay Cutler. Smoking Jay, let's smoking Jay Cutler. All right, let's ride. Yeah.